Hi, I'm Kristen. I'm a social self-prez 911963. Hi, I'm Kaisa. I'm a sexual social 918 with the 3 and 5 fixes. Hi, I'm Sammy. I'm a self-prez social 911 with 514 and 413 fixes. One thing we need to also say is that please go rate us, give us five stars, the rating we deserve. <laughs> I totally forgot about any yeah, of that. <laughs> go, go recommend us to your friends, follow us on Instagram, Sinsomnia, what's Underscore that? dream. Yes. Yeah, Sinsomnia underscore dream. Yeah, we've been putting up little like 30 second videos um of different themes of the instincts and dreams so just a visual aspect to what we're talking about and they're good to refer to when if you have a dream about something i could be like oh wait insomnia underscore dream posted just the other day about flowers i should go look and see what they said for me to think about <laughs> <laughs> did we wanna Tell our email if you all want to send questions. We could make a quick Q and A. Yeah, actually, okay. At some point. Yeah, we could do a Q and A at some point if people have. Yeah, we'll. How about we'll start plugging that now, mm-hmm. um, as we go through sexual and start building some stuff up that you can email at us at the dreamy nines. Isn't that it? Okay. The dreamy nines and the word nines spelled out. So N-I-N-E-S. The dreamy nines at gmail.com. You can send questions or, you know, if you want to share something about a dream, we don't interpret them there. Um, but anyone who likes to share dreams can do so. Um, And yeah, definitely questions because yeah, maybe towards the end of sexual or in the middle, if we get a lot of sexual type questions because we're just not doing a good job explaining it or something mm-hmm. um, because of it just not being talked about in this way before um, or anywhere else that you can ask us questions there. Maybe we can start collecting them and see if mm-hmm. we might need to do an ep- like an episode before we end or even in the middle of sexual explaining sexual so but also Good if idea. you if you tell us uh, about that dream in via email uh, please know that you are also giving consent for us to talk about that dream in the episode anonymously mm. of course that's true yeah yeah we'd, pr- we'd probably send an email beforehand being like hey we got this and can we talk about it <laughs> yeah Um, but yeah. Okay. Good idea. Do we want to then talk like, cause we, we hinted at the body aspect. Um, do we want to talk about that, those kinds of things? And like, if you've got, if you have done anything, um, progress on it or something as a part of sexuality? Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, like, I had this huge blind spot in high school, of course, of just neglecting my physical presentation. Like mm-hmm. I neglected it, but didn't at the same time. It was like, um, I just didn't care about what I wore. So I'd wear like really ugly clothes. Um, part of it was to like, you know, feel like I had an identity as like someone like unique and interesting, but I just looked like so ugly. And because uh, <laughs> it was like, it doesn't matter what I look like you know, no one's really interacting with me anyways. Um, you know, I just, I did not care. And, um, it like took me a while to realize that like, okay, maybe putting more attention into like my physical body, not just like the presentation side, but just embodying myself more and taking more care with myself. And again, it's all, yeah, this is like the self-press side. So Um, and that's what we're talking about <laughs> yeah 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 I'm, <laughs> I'm like reminding myself um 
um, yeah, I guess just that thing of like taking more care, like this, this actually does matter. And it, it can make me feel good to put a bit more effort and care into that. Um, like the way I feel when I look at myself in the mirror, not as like an object, um, but just as like a, do I feel safe in my body? Do I feel comfortable here? You know, um, cause like being self-pres dominant, it's easy to just to not care in a way. That's also just like a nine resignation thing. Like as long as the bare minimum is taken care of, then, you know, I don't need to do anything else. Um, so pushing myself to like do more and to be more careful and to, to nourish myself in a way where I, again, like I'm becoming desirable for myself. Um, just feeling better about myself, like small things. Um, Cause yeah, that was a big blind spot for me for a really long time. Uh, and sometimes that does mean like, you know, I talked about discarding, like discarding clothes that no longer fit that are just baggy and they don't make me feel good and thinking about what I can do to cultivate something that just feels authentic which I had talked about with the digital stuff but um like literally physically it's also important um so that's all I got uh, <laughs> this, this like just started like yesterday <laughs> <laughs> so he's on the move. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What about you, self Brisbane? <laughs> How's your relationship? Uh, are we are we like t- talking about self press or or the matter principle? Yeah, we'll get into the matter principle, but I just didn't know if you had anything you wanted to say about <laughs> that. Well, <laughs> still in the process of of accepting that i i'm matter it kind of feels nice and cozy in a way when you accept it <laughs> but like i have to give up on the idea that um that i will eventually become a god because uh i i, I might be a human <laughs> <laughs> you might <laughs> might uh, i might be one. <laughs> even, even, even though my looks i i might be a human <laughs> um and um yeah all the the kind of em- oh, let me see because like I have these very kind of high ideals of <clears throat> just my in my instinctual nature about the world and the fact that I have to go like I don't know buy some nasal spray or something <laughs> it it feels degrading like <laughs> why would I <laughs> It's like I can't attach this to my sexual social identity, and like, but like I'm a human. I have to buy nasal spray or something. I don't know. The, the thing you find degrading is the thing that like brings me so much joy. It's like I love buying stuff like that. I'm like, yeah. Resources. I want to take care of myself. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so funny. Yeah. Mm, and but also in a way how like mm, my body has been like like an object for me. Mm-hmm. Uh oftentimes is it hasn't been I haven't felt like it's a ho- kind of home I live in. It's a it's an object to get things that just floats there <laughs> following me wherever I go for for an unknown reason. <laughs> so terrible. Uh, that's also like, I don't know, very nine. Mm. But what else would I say about it? Can I ask you a question? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so like being a sexual type who is self-pres blind, like how do you relate to cultivating physical presentation in some way and also being image secondary like is there a conflict there or how do you well because I kind of see 
myself as a work of art, like uh, decorating myself like uh, like I how I would paint any beautiful painting, just thinking that I'm a piece of art. But piece of art is an object too, so <laughs> that's, yeah, that's interesting. questions. <laughs> well, um, I was gonna say that like the. I think I like, I don't know, maybe just because we're nines or I think this kind of goes for everybody though. Um, that matter as well, like not even just feeling comfortable because like I've been learning about trying to like actually have like wants in self-pres rather than just feeling the need to do self-pres <laughs> and I'm not even self-pres blind, but that's what I've been having to you know, kind of like... Oh, you mean like the head in your voice that says, I need to do this, I should do that. Yeah, like, I, oh... I'm feeling the embodied, like, this is coming from my body, I want to do it. Yes, exactly, yeah. Um, mm. That that has been pretty revelatory for me because it's just a revelatory, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the fucking word that is. Um, for me, even though I'm, I'm self-presmittal because it's, it's kind of like finding my own like rhythms to things and a rhythm that, that is nourishing in a different kind of way than just self-pres nourishing, but it's just like, oh, like who am I and what is my, like, there's an intelligence to my body that I know nothing about, um, and sometimes it's not always a good thing. Like sometimes it's painful and sometimes it's ugly and like whatever. And just like developing a relationship to that has been, I guess, like interesting. And um, I don't really know how to put it in words. I guess this is also just very like body type language, <laughs> but like it just feels different. Like it resonates different in me to do this in the work of sexual than than it did in the work of self-pres. So that's just something I threw out there, but um, with self-preservation in the sexual instinct, it we've been throwing around the word matter. And so it's like the idea of matter versus spirit is like two sides of the same coin for sexual, that there's this, the, the aspect of the body is matter and the aspect of spirit is um, like the fantastical side of of sexual like there's there's something like if we want to put it in the way of like you know social blinds are not going to have the a very good connection to spirit so they will much more you know be likely to objectify people to not see the actual like connection they have with a person it'll be much more physical like this person's giving me some kind of physical source of ecstasy and um like the yeah like a drug kind of hit to it like that's that's going to take on in the social blind and with self-pres blind you you don't have like you're not as drawn to the physical ecstasy but you're drawn to the spiritual ecstasy so it's like i i am obsessed with what this will get me in a spiritual airy sense like that fantastical unconditional love that isn't obtainable like there these are the two sides of <laughs> of sexual <laughs> and but <laughs> they are both needed um, like they're both there and they're both there in a person. They're not going to be there like in a partner or a potential partner. Hold on. There are children screaming outside, like directly outside my window. Okay. They're gone. Uh, <laughs> um, like those both need to exist inside of you, like in, in your, like to, to feel desire longing whatever in in your body and like in your psychic space like those two things can exist um within yourself and there are just way too many things preventing that from happening and I literally just got this idea but one of the things we could do with this 
that's going to be a little bit, I mean, already the sexual instincts taking a different format than self-present social with explaining. But one of the things I was thinking of is we could always go layer by layer, like have an episode on parents and like give dream examples of where the parents in a dream would Mm -hmm. signify the sexual instinct. Then we could do like, you know, religion, like churches, that kind of shit. That's going to be an aspect of, because that, I mean, churches have like, and religion, um, how do I say this? Because it's not all religion. It's not all religious aspects, but like the dogmatic patriarchal fucking all those social words, religion is going to like super hardcore project and repress sexuality. So like that could be a whole fucking episode on its own too. And we can give like, I can think of the Madonna and that kind of stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. And talk about the, especially the feminine archetypes. Like the yes. the virgin virgin stuff, huh? yeah. Because they're in a social way, but in an archetypal. Yeah, well, and and because there's there's polarities to all of these as well. Like there are very ugly sides, and there, you know, you you have to. There needs to be a balance. Like when we think of our relationship to our bodies, we're like, oh yeah, I want to treat this very well. I want to have a good, healthy relationship. I want my body to be clean. Um, I want it to, you know, emulate something about me, whatever. But then there's an aspect of control of the body that when you want your body to be healthy and clean and blah, 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 like that can take on a controlling behavior that creates a very negative shadow of the body. Because now you're not seeing the body as an intelligence of its own, and something that can kill you, <laughs> like it will kill you. Like, you know, um, it is now a thing that I can control and I can regulate. And I like it, it, there's so many dark factors to each of these sides, like even with mm-hmm. spirit, like when you're going way too into the like, I am light and I am, you know, I'm a god I'm (laughs) the sunshine I'm like you know my my relationship is like the perfect image and everyone should emulate but I don't I'm just making shit up but there's a dark side to that like so there's you know I think people will be on one side of the pendulum originally and it's really just like letting yourself break these things down um to let it be more of well I guess less of an egoic thing and more of like its own intelligence its own creative expression you know that kind of that's where the true spontaneity really comes in is because Mm -hmm. you can (laughs) the ego cannot like the ego with its complexes and with its projections and shadows cannot be spontaneous (laughs) (laughs) Like something else has to be present with the ego for a person to actually be spontaneous. Um, So I think that's just something that we can keep in mind when we're going through all of this. But I think it would be really helpful if we start like for the symbols, maybe like having an an entire episode on like each symbol (laughs) um because it's just there's so much there Mm -hmm. yeah and we we could we could talk about more about the matter and 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 spirit principles because sexual instinct is also all about tension and um because having having these two polarities the matter and spirit uh we can't just tame typically them both of us both of them within us one of the polarities always flings outside and gets protected mm-hmm. or both that's true yeah i think like the pro- and that's why too like the projection is going to happen like no matter what it's going to happen. And so it's really just calling that projection back and understanding like, what is it that I'm projecting? So like, you know, a person for like a social blind, um, their projection is going to really be like, 
how do I want to put this? Because it's so different depending on the person and their history and all this stuff. Um, like you're not, there's not going to be an aspect of spirit very present. And because a sexual type, whether they're sexual dominant or sexual middle and a social blind, um, like there's going to be such a desirability for the other person or whatever it may be um, that really like is on like so on the polar side of matter like there's a body here and that body matters to me like that is what's going on and when that body's not here <laughs> like I want to destroy things because it's like I can only tell when the body is here that this principle exists within within me like this this mm -hmm. person or thing whatever um is just reiterating uh my own need for that thing or and and it's very narcissistic in that way too of just like this is my source of me even feeling connected to my sexuality so just like a social type is going to have a bunch of like pointless friends or connections or or something some kind of status or whatever like this is their reminder it's an external reminder that this is my identity and the identity is fixed and so that's why i think it's important to know that even sexual types are not expressing their sexuality because the way they're expressing it seemingly in an egoic way is fixed and is concrete just like that conversation Kaisa you and I had of like yep. that is a pattern so like a social blind is going to have that and like a self-pres blind is going to have like the the aspect of a person or group or whatever is giving me this like ecstatic expression of spirit to the point Idealized where love idealize uh, the, the fuck out of it yes that it's like this is my purpose like this is my only purpose but when I'm left with my things at home and with my body and anything like any matter it just becomes like a void it becomes or it becomes an obsession to like fuel obviously your your other instincts so it's like there mm -hmm. there's such a um like a draw between these things that can, and I think sexual blinds can also like, there's, I guess what I want to say is there's such potential for neurosis, <laughs> um, not just in the sexual instinct, but in the unconscious. I don't know if you heard that. Did you get possessed by a demon? <laughs> it's the fucking cars outside. Um, it is, it is not, what was the fuck was I saying? It's not just the sexual instinct. It's, it's the unconsciousness of all the instincts. Like it's, it's the fact that all of them are, be, are unconscious in some kind of way that like you're not able to really piece together what is coming from where. So I think even with um, understanding matter and spirit within me as well is just like day to day. Like I, I think I mentioned this before of just questioning what the fuck I'm thinking about and what I'm doing like there has to be an aspect of me that is just running the same track so much that can I at least give a bit of release from that by being like, okay, you know, why am I thinking so much about this thing? And when I feel an emotion, like, you know, if I feel really negatively towards someone, why am I feeling so negatively towards this person? Like, is there something in them that's a shadow figure or whatever? Um, like, we're gonna have to go back to both instincts to work with sexual because of all that and and especially for sexual types just like when you start feeling really off um like social blinds maybe don't go get that uh, drug hit from the matter chemistry object uh, and yeah. think if if there's a way that you've overlooked the spirit spirit or the connection or the love aspect um and then for selfless blinds just nourish yourself <laughs> feel the 
buy some nasal spray. <laughs> yeah, and and not just like go buy stuff like, but in a, in a way that touches to the feminine that you are your own nourisher. You can yeah. nourish yourself in your own body. It's your home. It's where you can find nourishment. Mm-hmm. And there's there that relationship. You know, with self-pressed blinds, the the relationship to your body is, in the end, more important than any relationship you will have in your life. Like, it is so important. It's so, like, you know, (laughs) go back to we all die alone, okay? (laughs) You're going to die alone. You might as well (laughs) become, except for your demons, they'll be there too. But it's not very convincing to sell press blinds if you're gonna if you think you can cons- convince them by saying you're gonna die alone, that's that's gonna do the opposite of what you wanted. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, I think of it as like then be friends with yourself, <laughs> like develop that relationship with yourself. Yeah, yeah, that that works. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, I think it's it's like I like I don't know how else to really like frame just how important that's going to like fundamentally well, these two principles are going to be yeah well because ultimately we are looking for that kind of uh I well self-press blinds are looking for this kind of sense of one oneness like I mean not sameness but just merging with the other in in a in a spiritual sense mm-hmm. and and then that that means the some other that is your object of desire um that becomes your source of this oneness so by cultivating the polarities of matter and spirit within yourself and learning to hold the tension within yourself that um kind of begins to feel as if, as if there is a sense of wholeness mm-hmm. and you know this is for sexual types it's very difficult because other one of them is is the blind spot i mean it's difficult for everyone fuck's sake yeah there's like, <laughs> <laughs> a special way uh, go on i i think there's there's a thing with sexuality that I mean is is very different from self-present social um because it's it's like already such a mature thing like obviously like you know being in a relationship sexually with someone or even just like the way that you present yourself you know whether you're a sexual type or you're sexual blind like that kind of or even the the type of um, flavor you take on when you're talking with people like um if you're a sexual type and you're kind of doing it like all these things are very like mature like there you know there's obviously going to be signs of your instincts when you're younger but especially when you're an adult like this is going to be the most like um like i don't know like seemingly mature instinct to to go through right but I obviously each instinct we've learned is is very unconscious in everybody um which brings a, a level of immaturity to it where you know like I, I think I'm trying to explain this <laughs> excuse me while I have to talk about my blind spot but like <laughs> <laughs> like I think there is so it's like so hard for me to talk about because like how the fuck do I put this in a sentence um I think even in sexual types, like there is a level of immaturity to the sexual instinct that like, that actually letting it become conscious and working on it consciously is the mature aspect of the sexual instinct. And I don't want anyone to think that like mature sexual instinct means I wear business suits during the week and I have sex with my husband or or it's like mature plus 18 (laughs) yeah like it's not this fucking dry (laughs) 
<laughs> sense, yeah, of sexuality. I think sexual, authentic sexuality is freeing and and uh, like very alive. And and you can, you know, I don't know how it's going to look for everybody because I can't. Obviously, you're not going to be able to know. Everyone's different, but I think that even sexual types are doing an immature version of their sexual instinct and oh absolutely like yeah. i remember like I, I don't remember i was told this uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i was like one year old i was eating dirt from from my mother's plants and she got she got upset because i did it many times and when she was scolding me the first thing i did i put my i looked at her and put my lips in this like kiss in a kissy way as if wanting a kiss and that's what i'm still doing <laughs> to this day you eat people's dirt <laughs> you yes. eat people's dirt and ask for a kiss like you can't i i you can't be mad at me please kiss me <laughs> show me that you still want me <laughs> it, it's like I, I know how to attract a person maybe to do that but it's not it's it's not the mature version. It's a it's a <laughs> child that feels like they're gonna be abandoned. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and not even just that. Like even then, throughout your history, um, you've had like you know your dad project onto you, your mom project onto you, society projects onto you, and now the way you are attracting, or even the way you are with a partner, is a concrete curated image of who you should be sexually Absolutely. you know what I'm saying right so like that and and that's why even this is not just an attachment type thing hexads are the same way like your history in your family the way that your parents guardians friends family members you know churches I've made this list a billion times um all of that like weighs on you psychically and now your sexuality is this molded and shapen image um, from all of those things, whether you rebelled against them or you didn't. Um, mm. Like you're unconsciously taking them in and they are becoming a part of your sexuality. Yeah. And there's like there's a very weird thing going on too with sexual types because they are fewer and so they represent everyone's like blind spot and and blind blind spot shadows and people are just queuing up to project their shit on them mm -hmm. so there's a sense like a extra big sense of how like <clears throat> sexual types are just absorbent for these kind of projections from others mm-hmm mm -hmm. Right. And to, yeah, it, I think um, it'll be interesting to do like an episode as well on sexual types with the anima or animus, um, mm -hmm. the aspect of possession. I think the aspect of possession in general, not even just as sexual types, but um, would be really interesting to, to talk about why that happens and like how that really is an extra, an even extra, I feel like this is going to be like fucking so many layers, an extra layer of a person <laughs> not accessing their own sexuality. Because I think of people who are possessed by their inner other. So like, um, this can be very, very, very different, you know, depending on gender and how you were brought up and the reasons why it happens or whatever. But um, like, I think of someone who's possessed by their inner other and, there's like a need that they're getting from that, that, you know, says something about their sexuality, but it's usually something that like they aren't feeling connected to their own sexuality. And so this thing, this person, this experience, this whatever partner um, is therefore becoming like the, the complex becomes so interactive with the possessed person and the other thing whatever um that it's like just it's somehow getting the um how do I want to phrase this like the validation it needs um to feel 
like it's not lacking something in their sexuality. Does that make sense? Like, you know, Jungians will bring up about like, it. it's so obvious in like, you know, a very aggressive businesswoman <laughs> like, mm-hmm. could be like animus possessed that like, and not just like a strong feminine figure or anything, but I mean like, a, like emotionally tyrannical cold will put down other women like that kind of um person that like that you would say that she's animus possessed because there's something lacking like she's not connected to her own sense of sexuality with both the feminine and masculine energies inside of her um like she doesn't have a strong enough connection to that based off of her whole history and you know her family and whatever she grew up in a church I don't know I'm just making this person up but um that it comes like it the energy is so strong the charge of the archetype is so strong it expresses itself to validate that it's not actually lacking that part of them you know it's not it's like I have to make up for the fact that I am not connected to this thing inside of myself Mm -hmm. does that make sense um so they're they are enacting the like the negative archetype of the collective unconscious right yes yes and and sexual types especially are prone to this type of thing um like when we often talk about sexual types as um being like androgynous or mixing genders or polarities um they might be enacting the negative archetype of their like feminine or masculine like like i i've been this has been happening to me too like with the apparently we talk about it now <laughs> but like oh God. with the <laughs> anime's possession like um but like why 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 does it happen or like what does it gain to a sexual type it, it's weird way of like let me think because like when I was embodying this kind of masculine archetype it was a way of setting myself apart from uh the other women and I I don't I don't want to admit that I have ever been a pick me girl because I would make it in in a way that it's not obvious at all it, it would be just like and this kind of neg- negative archetype of the masculine would be enacted in me this way of being animus possessed and that way bypassing because the patriarchy views women as less than. So by mm. embodying the masculine qualities of the patri- patriarchal... Pat- shit. <laughs> Society. <laughs> um then that would, in a way, say that because I have these masculine qualities, I am not less than. Mm-hmm. In a way that other women would be. But I'm not sure if I want to include that part because that's like extremely misogynistic. No, way. no, that's like, that's, I think, here's the thing. Everyone has had some kind of experience where they are doing that to themselves. Like the more and more that I read about like patriarchal influence and like, I don't want to just do the social self-press thing of like, fuck the patriarchy. Like (laughs) even saying that is patriarchal. Like the actual idea of patriarchy is like alive, even in the way you think about other people and the way Mm -hmm. that you think about yourself. So if like you're shitting on yourself, like, that's patriarchal. If you're shitting on another person, like that's patriarchal. Like there's a patriarchy, you know, whatever is like patriarchal system is so embedded in everyone's psyche um, that like it has a life of its own, you know, and is influencing Mm -hmm. everything you do because like, that's just how we were raised. So like the more feminine, and that's why patriarchy is not just men and stuff like like women are just as patriarchal um that it's it's yeah I think that's like a whole thing that's totally accurate and 
should be talked about with something like this too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then how, like, um, I mean, I guess it would have been easier to stay in the femi- feminine if there were like some kind of healthy examples in our society of like an actual embodied feminine, but those are like pretty few. Yes. Yeah. So the only, only way that, not the only way, but how it often seems that a woman can get ahead of something is to embody something masculine instead mm-hmm. when like that's that shouldn't that shouldn't be the point that yeah. that we are getting into the social space now <laughs> <laughs> no but that we're gonna get into both spaces it's totally fine yeah um I think that's again like I said I think in the social thing towards the end was that like you know, you do have to understand your shadows in order to even understand your sexuality. Mm. Because whatever you are trying to push out, whatever you're trying to judge, whatever, blah, 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 like that's all just becoming a huge shadow in both social and sexual. So like, you know, there's many layers to it. I think it's important. Yeah, that's true. And what happens with men who who have sexual, often, often they seem like, wow, they really get the feminine energy. Mm-hmm. And what ends up happening is that they are extremely anima-possessed. Yeah. And it kind of like, you know, I just know this from personal experiences, like, you know, past relationships and just kind of like seeing it in general that a lot of men that I think are anima anima possessed and this is even in the writing in writings in Jung and stuff like that so I'm not just making this shit up but um like there's the whole like oh wow he's so in touch with his emotions or something and then like there's still an irrational part of their emotions that like you become responsible for mothering their emotions like I think it's it is kind of easier to spot in in men that like oh, now you need someone to self-regulate you because you're very emotional, you're very, you know, withdrawn. There's some kind of thing going on, you know, mentally. And, and now... And the part- they, they oftentimes, they believe that their emotions are some kind of absolute logic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's a big thing to talk about when add on to your daily practices of questioning everything you do add on (laughs) the the, what are my emotions what are my thoughts because if we really want to like super duper break down the feminine and masculine principles in everybody no matter gender whatever sexuality um that like what are my emotions um they are true that's the feminine like your feminine or your emotions they're very true you like they're very powerful um but they are completely different from your thoughts so I don't know how many times even just us three have talked about things we're dealing with in life and you know I talk about it with my roommate I talk about it with so many friends and how many times the story that someone is telling themselves is not like the same as their emotions like you're feeling mm-hmm. like shit or you're feeling really sad or you're feeling you know like betrayed or I don't know something like that and the story you tell yourself and that's the masculine um but like the the negative masculine just tells you the same fucking story every single time like your emotions are so unique and they're so expansive and vast and they mean so many different things um and they go back to like really primal things that we needed as a child like you need a fucking hug (laughs) you need you need to be held you need to be connected to someone you need you need some kind of love like there's so many things there and then your thoughts as you grow up just take on this whole other story of their own like this whole other narrative that that is the ego not changing like not ever changing and wanting to hold on to the same thing because for whatever agenda it has um the the masculine side are the thoughts that just never never change their story so to strengthen like you know the feminine the emotional part and that aspect to matter is you have emotions and they should absolutely be held by you 
Like they should absolutely be expressed. They should be held. They should be understood. They should be parented, whatever it may be. But your thoughts are totally different things. And so for the authentic spiritual, you know, spirit aspect in the masculine to come in is for the thoughts to just like be, they need to be objective. They can't be so super subjective. And so that's why, like, I think the work of the feminine is the first thing that everyone needs to do. Um, and then comes the masculine of just, okay, when I can actually separate my emotions from my thoughts, I can look at something objectively. I can look at something realistically, and then I can actually be in the present moment. Like I can actually be here and I can be a container for myself. And um, express myself in, in an authentic way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, that's really important to do in, a partnership that's important to do just by yourself because you're still going to run into people. You're going to be with yourself all day, (laughs) every day. Like, you know, that's just an important relationship to begin having when, when doing work with sexuality because of all of these layers of things that just aren't you. They're not you. They're, they're just things that have happened in life. Um, Or the impressions like, the impressions of your mother and father are mm-hmm. going to be those initial impressions. But like I said, fill in the blank yeah. to whatever that is. And like how this mess up <laughs> comes really up in like actual situations where where there is um, some kind of sexual sexual attraction or whatever involved. It's like um, did we talk about it? already like uh, <laughs> talk about what <laughs> I, I forget uh did we talk about it on the recording uh or did we talk about it oh <laughs> uh let me see um sorry i'm nine nine it's okay oh. what is it what is it about um yeah it, it was about the desire and then starting to manipulate and manage the wants and expectations because those are those belong in the realm of thoughts and ideas and they may have nothing to do with the expressions that are emerging from the depths of your body intelligence yeah no we didn't talk about that and that was before the recording i think was it i think so because i was oh wait or was it now I don't remember either. Oh. I don't know. But yeah, that's a good point to make here. <laughs> yeah, because um because I've been now looking at the dreams of sexual instinct dreams of any any type and it's just it's just stuck out to me how much of it is actually man- trying to manage things with thought. Like, mm. what do they expect? What do I, what do I want that would happen? How do I, like, manipulate or manage this situation? Or, but like, if you actually listen to your body, would your body say that yes, yes to the situation, yes to the person, and yes to kind of letting things unfold in their own way? Mm-hmm. right that's true too yeah and I think that's also like what um it kind of goes back to my initial comment of like immaturity in sexual types or the sexual instinct in general is like you're still wanting something out of it that's very unconscious whatever that may be and it's very like immature it's very like um like it's not really allowing you to to love what you have and love your life and love doing the fucking like mundane things in life and like the the charge to that instinct can be so skewed whether wherever it is in your stacking that like it it's letting just things in general in your life not have a life of its own because it's like i can control you know the outcome of this thing or I can get this 
whatever I'm getting out of it from this person or this experience or whatever. And, you know, nothing else really has a place. Um, it's just something to, to think about. So, and that's the one thing too, like, you know, as much as sexual types hate that, you know, sexual blinds are dry and boring, <laughs> um, even sexual blinds, if they are dry and boring, um, like there, there can still be life in the things that are boring. Yeah. Um, what, what's going on with sexual types is often that, let me say it this way. They might be always looking for the same color. Let's say blue. They're always looking for the blue. Why is not the whole world blue, but like, yeah, the world is kind of full of colors. You're just not seeing it, you know? Right. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that's, that's how it, it, like when everyone kind of like gets out of their own way, you know, wherever any, whatever stacking you have, like, and you allow, you know, change and those colors to become vibrant, you, you know, things do start to take on different forms, um, that you can interact with and have a relationship with. And that can be some of the most boring things in life, but like, it's just, we're human and we all have a fucking human experience. So. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like, you can actually go and buy some nasal spray. If you don't have the expectation that it should make your make yourself whole or something. It's like, <laughs> you can actually go and buy it. <laughs> That's true. You can. <laughs> or you can just throw out your clothes like Sammy did and just yeah. throw out your clothes and delete your photos. And that's still an like still an important contribution. I honestly like some of the, like the most, you know, you I know you keep saying like, I know this is a very self-pressed thing, but like everyone can learn from that. Like the most, you know, seemingly normal thing can have such a big psychological impact. Like for a sexual type to just joyfully go and do the dishes <laughs> can like have such a good like psychological impact just like breaking the ego out of its normal structure of just like I am this thing I get this thing I produce this thing the end like you know letting it flourish into something else is like so so very important in the most you know smallest ways Mm -hmm. make a big impact or something <laughs>